We're so excited to share the first episode of our podcast, Fill Your Cup and Level Up. I'm Nicholas. And I'm Katrina. Today's episode is titled Take a Walk. So go take a walk and listen to our podcast. Hey everyone, happy Sunday from Colorado. It's pretty gloomy out here. But nice weather. I love the gloomy weather. Katrina little, doesn't. No, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I like the sunny weather, but it's still not a bad Sunday. Yeah, because it's not super hot like Arizona is. That is true. 115 degree weather. <laughs> so what's our, what's our topic today? So today we're going to talk about balancing being present in the moment versus personal growth. Do you feel like you have a problem being present day to day? I think yes, in pockets. I think what helps me and why I have to compartmentalize is by taking those camping trips or hiking trips elsewhere because I feel like in nature is when I can really be present, but it's hard to do that for me in my regular day-to-day situation. So when I'm working or doing regular things throughout my day, I think it's hard to just be in the moment. And I'm always kind of thinking about the next thing or planning for something or whatever. And so it takes a very purposeful seeking out a time to be present. Yeah, I definitely agree with the camping thing and having to be there. I think it really has to go with sensory deprivation, Mm -hmm. right? Like during the week, there's so many things going on and so many things that are hitting your senses or working your senses, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like whether they're phone calls or texts or just a screen and when you're camping, you don't have those things and you have natural like fire sounds or bird sounds or crickets chirping, you know, and bugs biting you. Like you have, to, <laughs> you have to be present there and then just like watching the fire die down and listening to the embers and, and all that good stuff. But something we did recently was the, the sensory deprivation tank. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you had to be present. And it, especially if you couldn't fall that asleep. That one was interesting. Yeah. Because I couldn't fall asleep. But just lying there and you're just realizing, like, I'm lying in water in this empty, dark space with nothing, <laughs> like, irritating me or bothering me and just being there. And it feels like it's forever. And then when I got out, it was like five minutes. <laughs> but Yeah. So just background on it for people who don't know. They have these float tanks or float facilities, right? Mm-hmm. And they're basically... Like what Nicholas said, sensory deprivation. So lights are off. There's literally nothing to feel except the water. And then the water is super salinated. Is that a word? Well, it's got a lot of Epsom salt in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that it makes it easier for you to just float. So there's literally nothing you're lying on, which is why you can't really feel anything except maybe the water. But even once you're in there, you don't really feel the water. And then they give you earplugs so you can't hear anything. And it's just pure nothing. (laughs) And so how do you think we can take not that extreme, but be able to use it during the week to be more present? Well, before that, I was going to ask you, because I think that the being present in that sensory deprivation tank versus being present in nature is kind of different. And I don't know which one's better or worse. What? My stomach's just growling. Oh. <laughs> because I think the thing that helps me when we go camping or hiking or something is that there are things to 
focus on, you know, like you were saying, like you can watch a fire burn Mm -hmm. or you're like paying attention to crickets or some weird sounds out in the woods or whatever. So there are things to focus on, but they're not the normal everyday things that your mind's usually occupied with. (laughs) But in a sensory deprivation tank, it's taking all the external things away. And so it's like, yeah, you're present, but your mind is still it's going to wander where it wanders, you know, mm-hmm. whereas in nature, it has something to focus on. That's not what your mind would wander to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you feel the difference between the two or do you think they're kind of similar? Well, I still think even in the tank, you can still focus on something like the water. Oh, right. Okay. Like you can focus on your thoughts now. Well, right? that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like you can, it gives you the opportunity yeah. to focus on your thoughts, but I feel like other areas of being present like hiking or camping you can choose to focus on other sensory things well so i think and that's what kind of goes with my question is that you know during the week say you did these mini disconnects Mm -hmm. right where you got up for five minutes or ten minutes and, and went on a walk and instead of going on a walk and looking at your phone to disconnect yeah like just going on a five or ten minute walk and just whether it's outside or well, I guess it's got to be outside. Yeah, <laughs> we're to walk yeah just in walk inside or in, in your office. But yeah, Take like laps yeah, <laughs> around your desk. But yeah, just like walking outside for five or ten minutes and getting that feeling again. You know, I think it's a good idea, and I think part of it. I was talking to a friend the other day who said they enjoy working from home because, well, they enjoy working from home and having a dog. Because they feel like they have A, an excuse, and B, the ability to do that, where they do have to almost go on walks every so often, but then it's kind of nice because it lets you disconnect. The hard part, though, I want to ask you, because I think I get to do that throughout the day because I work from home, and we have Dewey, so Mm. it's easy to just go outside, whatever. But for you, going to the office and then actually putting this into practice, how do you think people could do that better because it's easy to say and it sounds like an easy thing to do but is it no (laughs) it's definitely hard i think you can put a reminder on your phone but then that also assumes you look at your phone right which looking at your phone during the day isn't it's, it's a different kind of disconnect but it's not really disconnecting you from the things you probably should disconnect from like technology during the day Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just having the thought process of every hour taking five minutes to just get up, go outside, get some fresh air, get some sun maybe, and just walking away from all those sensory details for just a few minutes. But you just have to have that mindset of, you know, even at, even though I'm at work, yeah. It might be a little weird too, depending on where you work. Mm-hmm. Like some people working in an industrial area right where it's not very conducive to walk around and stuff yeah uh, so it really depends on where you work but for me i think it's just a matter of having the goal that every hour i just do this for three four five minutes or whatever mm-hmm. or um, setting a schedule for me to do it every x amount of time and i just haven't done that i probably should does that mean that you're gonna go and do that yeah. this week and I then think... report back next yeah. time <laughs> i definitely was it's really hard when you have like so many meetings back to back. Yeah. But I mean, what's the priority here, right? Exactly. And I think that's important, especially if you're working corporate life or something like that, where it's good to set 
boundaries Mm -hmm. or at least try to figure out your day enough so that you put time for you and not just being sucked into your nine to five back to back the whole day. And then at the end of the day, you're exhausted, but you don't even know why you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. What do you think about, because I think that's a good thing to do a really easy throughout the day. Just try to remember to go outside every so often. But do you think there's value in seeking that out more in a condensed time period, like after work or before work? Like let's say somebody's really into yoga, but taking it in a more consolidated way where you cram it in, not throughout your day, but at one point in the day. No, I think you should do both. I think you should definitely get some time during the day and then after work, do your hobby time, you know? Yeah, but then it kind of goes back to how do you do that in real life? Because it's so hard. Like, A, now you're carving out time throughout your day, right, to do this, which is good. And that's, like, I think a good step. But then it, it just feels like a lot to ask to do both. I don't know. You know? I think one of my pet peeves growing up were people always saying, I don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. And I never think that's the case because you even look at CEOs and you know all those really busy people where they still find time to do things yeah. of importance. So it's not that I don't have time, it's I don't make time. Yeah, right? I think that's a really good point about making time yeah. for things. Because I can argue right now, I don't have time during the day when, you know, a whole calendar day is just blocked full of things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you find time to go to the bathroom, right? Yeah. Even though you don't know when you're going to do it, but you (laughs) have to do it sometimes. And so it's just one of those things of of making time to do something if it is important, right? And realizing maybe how important it is now when you do go and disconnect in these different ways and find that it adds value. So doing it to your work week will probably add more value. You just have to try it if it's that important to you. I think that's a good point where A, you make time and B, you just try. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people, myself included, get caught up in your regular schedule or what your routine is, if you have a routine, and find it difficult to stray from that regularly because you feel like, oh, if I do something new or change something up, either I can't or it's going to mess everything up and now I'm not. Like, I just don't have time. You know, there's like all those different excuses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're called excuses, but kind of. And there's this um, Instagram influencer that I follow. And she's like, she's a mom and she works. But her main Instagram page is about lifting because she does bodybuilding and stuff. And she had a reel the other day about making time for stuff. And it was exactly this theme where it's not that you don't have the time. It's that you literally have to Think of it the other way where you're making time for stuff. So speaking of the parents, mm-hmm. I do want to acknowledge that, you know, they are very busy. Busier than we are. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to experience that. So I think a lot of this maybe doesn't take that into account or some of it at least. But I still think the same concept is there. You know, growing up with my mom, for example, a single parent with five kids You know, maybe she didn't make time for those specific things because we were more of a priority to her. And it might be that same way where the kids are more of a priority to the parents than their own thought. I think we'll talk about that later of sometimes putting yourself first. But I still think that there is, you know, 10, 15 minutes extra that you want. I think there's things you can take away from your day that maybe aren't as high of a priority 
And it would be interesting to hear parents' perspective, I think, on this, because you're right, it's all about priority, but I think there's importance in finding time for yourself still, even amongst raising a family. And it would be kind of cool to hear about people doing that or how they wish they could do that. Yeah, and I'm, hopefully we will get parents on this episode. I think we have plans too. Yes, so. we do. Like a cup reference. Instead of thinking about your cup being full already and then like draining it, you have to think about filling it with the right stuff, right? Like filling your day with the right things that are important to you instead of thinking, oh, my day's already full. What can I like move around or pick apart from here? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like thinking about the opposite way. Genius. That's a good point. That was such a genius metaphor. It's like journaling. Like you've always told me I should start journaling. Mm -hmm. And I always try to give excuses. Oh, that's going to take too much time at night. I think the thing is, is it's really hard to just stop, write everything down. (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas is really hungry, even though he didn't want (laughs) breakfast this morning. (laughs) So there's, on that note, there's so many like drinking subscriptions now. Yes. Like before today, I used to harp on Circle K subscription. You should have heard our first few episode recordings. There was quite a few Circle K references in there. <laughs> but, but now, yes, go ahead. but now Panera Bread, Panera Bread. Yeah, Panera. It's called Panera Bread technically, but <laughs> everyone calls it Panera. Yeah. Panera has a sip club that we use today and got some hazelnut coffee. It's delicious. I wish Einstein's had a sip club. Yeah. But so there's your plug for the day. Yeah. We're not sponsored by Panera, but if you want to sponsor us, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, we're not sponsored. Um, But yeah, it's like that, like you were saying. Filling up your cup. Making time for it. Yeah, that's what you were saying, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so making time. One of my concerns, like you were saying, this journaling thing that you have, (laughs) is making time is easy to talk about and hear about, listen, read, learn, and it's a super motivating thing. But... Putting it into practice in your real life day to day, how do you think we could do that? So I think my problem is a lot of these difficult things to do, mm-hmm. there's not there's not just a discrete solution. Like go read this book. Right? I think a lot of times I myself want to just go read a book and it's going to solve all my problems. I see. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of this advice, yeah, it's just, well, how do you do that? Yeah. Right. And I think one of the biggest things that I've probably learned or heard or something is that things that are worth it are difficult. Right. And if everyone could do it, they would. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And so I think it's just a matter of, like we were saying, it's prioritizing what things are worth putting the time into. Mm -hmm. Right. And if that entails writing things down, and creating a priority list, kind of like we did with the car. Yeah. Or reevaluating where you are at that moment and seeing what you could do. Like if you, even if you just stop and be present for one minute during your day and say, what can I do today that'll make me feel better? Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe this will tie to a later episode of the fitness and healthy things. Yeah. Or if we were just to stop right now and say, what could we do? Oh, let's, let's clean the kitchen. Right. Yeah. And that'll make us feel a lot better because it won't be scattered. Like you wouldn't have thought during the day, well, how are we going to do this? It's just stopping at that moment and saying, what can we do right now? Yeah. I think that's a good point. And it ties into starting things small Mm -hmm. and not being so consumed by the big picture, which goes back to the being present versus growing thing, because I think it's a lot about balance where it's good to have big goals 
big dreams and big things that you want to conquer in life. I think it's crucial to have those if you want, quote unquote, a purpose. But to achieve those things, all it takes are really tiny things in the meantime. And I think it makes it less daunting to just be like, like you were saying, let me just like clean this part of the kitchen that's bothering me. Mm -hmm. And then maybe later in the day, you clean something on your couch or living room that's just in your way. And then by the end of the day, your house is kind of more clean than it was earlier. Like it might not be perfect, but it's a start, you know? Yeah. I guess the title of this episode maybe doesn't go very well with this, Mm -hmm. but I think you have to be present in order to grow. I like that. Right? So there's not really a versus anymore. I think the hard Mm -hmm. part is, you know, you have this growth thing that you're trying to reach and then you do it, you know, weeks in advance, you start it and then you continue going. But After a week or two, maybe it's not working for you or, you know, it took you on a different path, right? Like if there's something you wanted to learn. And so really being present each day and thinking, is this working for me, right? Do I need to go a different route? Is there something else I want to learn, right, to help me with it? I think being present itself sounds hard, but just, I think meditation kind of goes with this, but Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at that. But just stopping and just looking around like where you are in that moment and your surroundings. Like you could even be inside and just looking at the cabinets and like, (laughs) wow, those are interesting colors. Where am I? Pondering. You know? And then back to the plug of the lucid dreaming thing, Mm -hmm. right? Being able to just stop and look around and like feel the couch you're sitting on or feeling the chair or really watching the road that you're driving and not like feeling monotonous. Like Like you know what you're, you know where you're going and you don't even know how you ended up there. (laughs) Exactly. And so I think those things are easy when you're able to just stop, stop. And maybe it is like me um, setting a reminder every hour on your phone to just stop, look at your hands, even look at, you know, where you are. Mm hmm. Is it safe to assume that something you'll try this week to be present is doing that? Yeah. Like setting your thing. Yeah. I think for me, which we didn't talk about too much yet, but for me, I think being present or to do a better job of it is being more grateful for what I have and where I am, if that makes sense, which I think plays a big part in growing also, because I think you can get caught up in the grind of reaching for things or doing things that you think are going to make you better, but it's good to stop, like you were saying, and just think about where you're already at Mm -hmm. and be grateful for it. And I think for me, I need to do a better job of journaling, even though I tell you to do that. I do journal, but I think it's a crucial piece of journaling to write down things that you're grateful for, whether it's every day, every week or something. And it's hard to find those little things because you take them for granted each day. You know, I think a while ago, I would have been really grateful for the house that we're in or the car that I drive or something like that. But today I'm like, it's a regular thing. Mm -hmm. Why would I write that down to be grateful for? But I think that's important to acknowledge, you know? Yeah. And I think the best time for that specifically would be in the morning Mm. or even at night, I guess. Definitely both around when you sleep, Mm -hmm. because I think the morning is one of the hardest things where you, you know, you're like, I have this full day ahead of me and how am I going to get through it? Right. And so a lot of times, (laughs) exactly, Mondays especially, but yeah, you just wake up in the morning and a lot of times you lay there anyways, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to get up. So just taking five minutes while you're laying there and not thinking about the whole day itself of what's going to occur and all that stuff, but like 
if you're grateful for waking up in general. Like, Which we should yeah. be, but we really just take it yeah. for granted, yeah. And you're grateful for, you know, being able to go and shower, right? Yeah. You're grateful to have a car to go yeah. to work, right? Or you're grateful to have a place to do your work at home, right? And then before, you know, you go to sleep too, I think a lot of times, like, you just rush in the morning to get ready or you rush to get up and then start your day. Or, like, at night, you know, you just either... You just want to go to bed. <clears throat> either you, yeah, either you really want to go to bed or you really don't want to go to bed yeah. <laughs> and just lie there. But especially at night where, you know, you're grateful for, you know, getting through the day, having a bed to sleep in, like, you know, the temperature-controlled environment, right, all these things. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to do both times, but I think those are the best times to do it. And then during the day or when you're able to be present, remember from the morning what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Think about what you'll be grateful for that night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. And then practically do the thing that you're doing where you just step outside every once in a mm-hmm. while. Disconnect from your day-to-day grind because the reality is like you have to do it, you know. Like there's going to be a full day ahead. There's things that you're going to have to do. But yeah, I mean the morning and night thing is a good piece of advice. And then the throughout the day sporadically just try to step out, whatever that means, you know, whether it's stepping out of a building, whether that's disconnecting by just meditating or however it, however it is for you. So yeah, I think this will feed future episodes of how to handle burnout. Yep, right? for sure. And then how to grow even more by disconnecting mm-hmm. and some references we've seen. Different ways to do it. Different things too, like, because I think the reality of your physical health, finances, like all those like regular life things definitely get in the way or are enablers to help you level up. So, yeah. Yeah, And I think the the premise too here is I talked a lot about technology, Mm -hmm. but I think we'll see later how technology can actually help you grow as well. Yes. Those will be some good conversations, especially about AI (laughs) and how it's going to take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned for our next episode. We're super excited because we're going to have an awesome guest and it'll be the start of our Every Other Week guest series.